Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zerah Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. God wants his people to experience victory. And God is able to grant us victory over all things. But just because God wants us to experience victory, that he's able to grant us that victory, if we do not submit to God's order. Let me say it another way. If we do not submit to God's instructions, we won't experience that victory. It is only through submissiveness to the instructions of God that we can take hold of the victory of God. He's defeated the enemy, but if we're going to experience that victory, walk in this spirit of overcoming, we have to demonstrate the truth of God in our life. Take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Joshua and chapter 6. Now, we have seen that, that there is a battle that's coming. The battle for one of the oldest and most fortified cities in the world and in the world in the days of Joshua. And I'm speaking about the city of Jericho. An ancient city, some, the oldest city, a strong fortified place in the days of Joshua before him and after him. We see that, that this city has a history. And even after the destruction of this city, we know that uh, it was reestablished. We know that people lived there, I would say, in disobedience to the purposes of God. We see that Jericho today has, has numerous inhabitants. And for the most part, we see a strong disagreement with the things of God among the residents of this city. But, but be aware, God is able to bring victory against those who want to thwart and, and work against the things of God. God is not going to be defeated by those who are opposed to him. And if we want to share in that victory, again, we need to follow his instruction. Look with me, if you would, to that sixth chapter of the book of Joshua, Sefer Yahushua, and verse 1. Notice, the battle is approaching. In fact, we're going to study this sixth chapter in two weeks, meaning this week and next. We're going to give two weeks to this sixth chapter to see the formula for victory. How God moved in this situation to defeat those that were opposed to the things of God. So we read in verse 1, and Jericho is closing and was closed before the children of Israel. Now, they knew the objective. They knew that the children of Israel wanted to conquer the land of Canaan. 
the city of Jericho, all the other places, all the other peoples, they knew what the objective was of the children of Israel. They knew what God had done in the past, and they were once more paralyzed by fear. The city is closed and was closed up. And it tells us, if you keep reading here, there was no one who went out and no one that that entered. The city was totally shut down, paralyzed by fear. And that fear was misplaced. Now, why did God create the children of Israel? And the answer is found in the book of Genesis and chapter 12. Israel was created uniquely, supernaturally, in order that God would use this nation to bless all the families of the earth. So Israel came for blessing, but again, in order to experience that blessing, you had to submit. You had to agree to the purpose of of God. You had to agree to God's order. And when you submit to his order, accept his ways, you could be blessed. But these people, they closed up their city. No one could come in. No one could come out. They were paralyzed because they did not want the victory of God. They did not want to participate in the purposes of God. And when we say no to the purposes of God, we are rejecting the victory of God. So ask yourself, are you truly committed to God's purposes? Are you anxious and committed to hearing his instruction and applying that to your life that you might know victory? God is able, he is desiring to bless you with victory. But if you are not going to follow his program, his instructions, then you will not reap victory. You are going to reap defeat and ultimately death. And the children of Jericho, those inhabitants, they are going to, because they do not want to submit, they are going to experience destruction, a supernatural destruction. Verse 2. And the Lord said to Yehoshua, See, and this is an important word because it's a word of looking and perceiving based upon the word of God. Not necessarily what you see with your eyes in a human way, but see based upon what God says. And notice verse 2. He says, See, I have given. Literally, I gave. It's in the past tense. And this victory is already done. It has been established. Now, we haven't received the results of it, but the people of Jericho are defeated people. Why? They know the truth. We have seen in several lessons that Rahab, she told the two spies. They have told the, the leaders of Israel. We have read it in several different chapters that they know about what happened at the Red Sea how God dried up the waters, heaped them up into two great walls, and how the children of Israel passed through, and when the Egyptians attempted to do the same thing, but not for the purposes of God, but in defiance against God, how God destroyed them. 
And we see this supernatural crossing of the Jordan River similar. And therefore, they knew, but they would not accept. They were defiant and rebellious. And therefore, they were paralyzed. Nothing was going on there. And God says, see to Yahshua, see, I have given into your hand Jericho and her king. Now, again, the king, the leader, and he is also leading the people to agree with him. We're not going to participate in the things of God. So ask yourself a question. How am I participating in the things of God? What have I done this past week and what am I going to do this coming week that, that shows that I am participating in the things of God? That where God is, I'm going there. I want to do what God is up to. I want to be his, his vessel. Does that describe you? Or are you more like Anshe Yericho, the people of Jericho, who aren't doing anything? They're just, just waiting, and they're going to find they're waiting for destruction. They're waiting for defeat. He says, see, I have given into your hand Jericho and her king. And then we have the mighty men of valor, meaning those who are mighty men and we could understand it as warriors those soldiers now jericho had a very significant history they had a reputation they were used to going out to battle and being victorious and no matter who came against them they could simply close up the walls and wait the enemy out there were springs of water near jericho they had a large supply of food stored up, according to the commentators. They were used to their city being laid siege, and they could outlast those armies. And when the armies were weak and frustrated and much time had gone past, they would go out and they would fight them in their weakened uh, uh, situation, in a weakened condition and bring about victory for Jericho. But here, things were different. So God's saying, I've given the city, the king, and all their mighty soldiers into your hand. Verse 3. Now, God's done it. But the question is, how are we going to be a recipient of the victory of God? And the answer is this. By obedience you say what about faith faith leads to obedience faith when given the opportunity we are going to submit and obey the instructions of god so faith is believing what god says and again implementing that in your life so it's not a a rejection of grace grace moves in the person's life in order to cause them to obey not so that they'll be forgiven and they'll be a recipient of mercy that comes simply by believing but the the reward the victory the outcome of your faith is only able to be taken hold of by obedience and that's why it's so important that we emphasize that look at verse three he says to the people 
and you shall go around the city who shall go around the city all the men of war there's a battle that's going to take place now not a conventional one that was normally fight god's going to fight differently he's going to instruct the people to wage warfare not in the flesh not in the natural but in the supernatural so he says look again at verse 3 you go around the city all the men of war you encompass it that is the city one time and thus you shall do six days now we're going to see something we're going to see that for six days the children of israel and we'll talk about who's leading what's there how they're prepared all the various uh, elements that that are related to this but they go around the city one time encompassing it one time each day for six days and we're going to see that there's an emphasis on what takes place the seventh day now for our study tonight we're not going to get to the seventh day that's next week but we're going to see what the children of israel are instructed to do for these first six days and they're going to carry it out how in obedience according to what god's word has said to them look again verse verse four and not only do you go around and encompass the city one time each day for six days but he says and the seven priests what what seven priests they that that carry the seven ram's horn now the word for horn here there's the word karen which is actually the horn of the animal karen there's also the word shofar or in the plural shofarot and this is the ram's horn that is blown and we need to remember something what does that ram's horn what's called the shofar what does it it represent and when we go back and i realize i'm repeating myself but it's it's significant that we we learn this and i'm thankful for many people who are finding this channel and finding this time and enjoying in and watching who are new so for those who are new the the shofar that ram's horn according to tradition when when isaac was taken by his father Abraham, and he was taken to Har Moriah, the Mount Moriah, the Temple Mount. And Avram was told to to bind his son, and offer him up on wood as a burnt offering. And we know what was happening. We know that at the last minute, as Avram raised up his arm with the knife in it to slay his son an angel called to abraham and there was a change there was a substitute and there was a ram that was caught in the bushes by his horn and that horn is related to the shofar so traditionally when the shofar not to be confused with the normal trumpets the silver trumpets that we read about in the book of numbers numbers chapter 10 when we we talk about the ram's horn the shofar 
it has a message and that message is when we hear the sounding of the shofar the ram's horn we think about what god has provided for life in order that promise might not be be done away with but the promise will come about so that ram was provided in yitzchak isaac's place in order that he would live that he would have life and that life is related to the promise of god so that god's promise what was his promise to bless all the families of the earth that this promise could come about that it could be fulfilled so it's remembering the shofar causes the reader when we encounter it in the word of god to remember what god has provided and maybe better yet whom god has provided in order that the promise of life might take take fulfillment might be realized by the people look again at verse four and the seven priests which ones the ones that will bear or carry the seven ram's horn before and notice this once more there's an emphasis upon the ark and again what should come into one's mind when we deal with the ark what's inside the ark according to the old testament perspective not thinking about the book of hebrews but the old testament perspective and it's the tablets that relate to the commandments relate to in a general sense the torah the instruction of god the law of god the commandments of god now in this passage there is an emphasis on submissiveness to god and we demonstrate our submissiveness through obedience obedience to god's instructions his commands so look again we read here that the seven priests the ones who carry the seven ram's horn the shofar they do so before the ark the ark of the covenant that's what we're talking about and on the seventh day you shall go around the city and here's what's new seven times there's a difference on the six on the first six days you go around the city encompass it one time each day that's it but on the seventh day you do that same thing seven times now one of the things we see here is that the children of israel if they surround the city one time for six days that's six times on the seventh day seven times seven plus six 13. 13 a great number in the bible it speaks about the 12 tribes of israel and god god who is one so the people of god and god united and when there is unity between god and his people that's what the number 13 speaks of when there's unity between god and his people great things happen the enemy is defeated those obstacles that are before us they are brought down the the desires of the enemies are destroyed their their strongholds come tumbling down and this is what we're going to see in this passage so look again last part of of verse four and on the seventh day you shall go around the city seven times and the priests we could say then the priests 
they will sound the the horns, that trumpet, the ram's horn, the shofarot. Verse 5. And it shall come about bimshoch. Now, bimshoch is a word with, and the word limshoch means basically to to bring out to stretch out it's a word of continuation so there's going to be a sounding of the shofar that that horn is going to be blown and there's going to be a drawing out of that a pulling out of that that note in a long in an ongoing in a continuous manner and what the scripture says is when that happens look at verse five and it shall come about at the the lengthening of the ram's horn meaning the sounding of that ram's horn and here we have the word instead of shofar we have the word karen for horn so the ram ha yovel the the ram's horn when you shall hear the the sound of the shofar what should happen when that sound is drawn out and you hear that it says all the people shall shout and they shall do a great shouting make a large noise and what shall happen and the walls of the city they will fall in their place where they are they are just going to fall meaning they're going to crumble and the people this is the people of god the children of israel they shall go up a man before it meaning this whatever one is before you you go to him meaning you defeat him you put him to death so their hope was in the walls and god says in a supernatural way according to only the way that that god could instruct and bring it about that the walls are going to fall down they are just going to crumble and there's going to be people on the other side that are before the children of Israel. And the implication is, you go and you defeat them. You put them to death. There's not going to be many survivors from the people of, of Jericho. Verse 6. And Joshua, the son of Nun, he called to the priest and he said unto them, lift up the ark of the covenant. Now, again, in this passage, there's nothing uncertain, nothing controversial. We see that that there's two elements that are mentioned. The shofarot, those ram's horn, remembering what God has provided, and the ark. And the ark represents the presence of God that is found or experienced in obedience to the commandments of God. So God is going to provide, here's the message. God is going to provide everything that we need in order that we can carry out the purposes of God. And you have to ask yourself, is this why I have accepted Messiah? See, many people, they accept Messiah because they say, you know, I I have things that I want help in. I want God to, to bring about. I have dreams i have desires and and i'm not fulfilling them i'm not taking hold of them therefore i will believe in god i will pay god and god will respond and help me that's not faith 
that is idolatry you can use whatever name you can even speak of the god of israel and messiah yeshua but in the end you are not a faith that is an idolatrous mindset no true faith wants to obey the purposes of god and see his will being fulfilled now look again at our verse verse 6 and yehoshua the son of noon he called to the priests and he said unto them lift up the ark of the covenant and the seven priests they lifted up the the seven shofarot that is the seven ram's horn before here's the key before the ark of the lord now notice we have the ark of testimony when we looked at at chapter chapter three chapter three and four now we have the ark of the lord very important now it was also the ark of lord in other places as well but it's being emphasized why why not ark of the covenant why not ark of testament why ark of the lord because this is bringing god into the equation god is going to be brought into this conflict and if god's in the conflict with us then we're going to be victorious so this is what they say to do before the ark of the lord and he said to the people pass over go around the city and and we have the term hey halutz now there's different uh definitions of that now the word halutz speaks about for example it's used in regard to soccer today and and to people who work in the ford and there's going to be two groups of people those who go before and those who come after so we can say the the front guard and the rear guard now we'll talk more about the rear guard when we come to that but these are the ones that are are at the forward they're at the beginning and it says look if you would to verse 7 and he said to the people pass over and go around the city and these this front guard shall pass before the ark of the lord notice over and over that emphasis upon the ark verse 8 and it shall come about as yehoshua that that he said to the people and the seven priests the ones who carry now notice all last week and the week before the priests who carry the ark the ark the ark but here we have what the carriers of the seven ram's horn before the lord now why the emphasis because if we're going to carry out obedience we need to rely upon what god has provided and remember it could be better to not say what god has provided but who he has provided and who he has provided that that offering up of isaac when you read that from the book of genesis chapter 22 many people check the commentators many people see a similarity between the story of the binding of isaac akidat yitzchak and what happened on passover with messiah that day that that he carried the the wood and that he was crucified to it and he he died 
but rose again he died but he lived we see many of the same principles a little bit different in the story but many of the same principles relating to the story of the binding of isaac messiah rode in jerusalem on a donkey yitzchak rode into the area same place mount moriah the the temple mount area jerusalem on a donkey the emphasis on wood in both cases, the cross and the altar that isaac was set upon so many similarities between these two stories why provision remember what god has provided for life and ultimately who did he provide that lamb of god in the same way that that this uh, ram is a sacrificial animal able to be offered up for redemption so too was messiah a a sacrifice in order that we would experience redemption and with redemption comes righteousness with redemption comes life a righteous life that's what it's telling us in this passage of scripture so he says joshua speaks to the people and he emphasizes the seven priests the ones who carry the seven ram's horn before the lord and he says look at the end of of verse 8 he says pass over and and sound the shofars and the ark of the covenant of the lord will will go after them so here it's not that the ark's leading but it's coming at the end why now when they crossed the jordan river there was an emphasis on the priests leading but here the ark is not coming at the front but at the end why here we're being told it's just not the priest carrying it but it is showing biblical truth principles on how to bring the presence of god the power of god into our circumstances and if we're not willing to walk in there by faith based upon the instructions of god the commandments of god if we're not willing to position ourselves where god wants us to be then god's not going to to come he's not going to be part of it but here it says here that they're going to blow that's that sounding of the shofar and the ark of the covenant is going to go after them and then what look now to verse 9 that same front guard those forward walkers those people in the front it says the the forward ones will go before the priests the ones who sound the shofar and also and here's the word measef measef this is those who who gather up now it's interesting because according to the commentators we see that this rear guard those who come at the end are those who are are bearers of a dagle that is bearers of a flag now this is not a flag like the flag of a nation but this was that flag that was on a nest on the pole that speaks of victory so we see the priests go forward what's emphasized the shofar which is related to what god has provided and he provides us so that we can take hold of his instructions 
And when we take hold of his instructions, what's going to follow? What's going to be brought about? That victory. That's what the degel, the flag, represents in those that are, are gathering up at the rear. So it also says that rear guard is going to go after the ark. It's going to go, and what's going to happen? There's going to be the sounding of the shofarot, that, that ram's horn. And it's all based upon this desire to accomplish, and here's this is important, to accomplish the will of God. That's why Yahshua is there. This is why he's instructing the priests. They want to accomplish the purpose of God. So here's where it gets an issue of maturity. An immature believer, they think in their spiritual immaturity, God's going to help them accomplish their will. That's wrong. Spiritual maturity is this. We learn that God's going to help us accomplish his will. So if we don't have as the desire the will of God, then we're going to be frustrated. And God's not going to provide his resources, his power. We're not going to see things correctly. And we're going to be going alone in the things that belong to ourselves, not dealing with the things that are related to God. So ask yourself, your prayer life, what are you praying about? Those things that you want or are you motivated by the instructions of God, what God tells you he wants from you? A wise person prays, God, I want to know your will. I want to receive your provision so that I can carry out your purposes. <laughs> when we have that type of desire, we're heading for victory. That, that announcement, that, that banner that's going to wave is going to announce what is the outcome? Victory. And the enemy strongholds are going to come, as we'll see next week. They are going to come tumbling down. Look, if you would, to verse, verse 10. The people Joshua commanded, saying, Do not sound, meaning don't shout, don't have that sounding of the shofar. Do not shout. And do not cause anything to be heard of your voice. And do not let anything go from your mouth until the day that I will say unto you, shout and you shall shout. Now that shouting, the priests are going to blow the shofar that long, that continuous blast. And the people who are following the priests, those that are going before and after the ark, the ark is in the midst of the people. And then you have that rear guard with those flags of victory. And what God is saying is this, until the right timing, whose timing? God's timing. Another thing, we need to be prayerful of seeking and finding God's timing because in the same way that we read, his ways are not our ways. His thoughts are not our thoughts. You know what else? I can assure you that his timing is not my timing, not your timing. And it's only when we submit to the instructions of God, then we'll be placed upon God's schedule, his timing. 
if you don't submit to the instructions of god you are not going to be timely in the things of god and when you're not timely in the things of god god blesses but you don't receive it god helps but you don't find that assistance why it's either before you get there or after you live you'll have terrible timing it's obedience to the instructions of god the commandments of god that's going to put you on god's timetable and only on that timetable are you going to find his provision his provision for victory so he says let's move on to verse 11 and the ark of the lord shall shall go around the city and it shall encompass it surround it one time and they came and this has to do with returning they came to the camp and they lodged there in the camp meaning they returned to the camp after doing this one day and uh they lodged there they slept now what was the outcome of that in the natural nothing nothing had changed among the people of jericho no there was no effect seen in regard to the walls of jericho nothing to the eye had changed but god was at work and the people were submitting to his instruction and things were being positioned for a change verse 12 and joshua he got up early in the morning now i would underline that word morning and the reason for that is and we've talked about this this word boker has to do with with light for the purpose of revealing for the purpose of illumination we could say it this way for the purpose of revelation so look again at our verse verse 12 and joshua got up early in the morning and the priests they carried the ark of the lord and the seven priests the ones who carried the seven ram's horn the shofarot before the ark of the lord they were walking walking and they sounded the shofars and those front ones those ones who and some bibles will say uh armed ready for battle they were at the forefront it says the ones who were at the forefront they went before them and the rear guard those that were at the end they went after the ark of the lord they were going and what happened it says and the sounding of the shofars verse 14 our last verse so we see that this was being done and completed on the first day and notice what it says verse 14 and they went around the city on the second day one time and they returned to the camp and thus they did this for six days now each day after they finished there was no change whatsoever not just there was no noticeable change nothing had changed in the physical but i assure you much much had changed in the spiritual we see that there was a spiritual warfare being fought not just 
at the end on the seventh day but all of this these six days were preparation they were the people working in the instructions of god by the instructions of god to bring about a change and here's the lesson for us we don't always see change immediately we have to follow god's instructions and at his timing when he says it's right then there's going to be an outcome they're going to for six days why six six is the number of grace and when we walk in grace we are then prepared for the seven for the purposes of god you say seven relates to holiness yes it does it is not it is not it is not the number of completion that's 10. when you look at the scripture you find that seven relates for the purpose of god and here's the message it is only when i am a recipient of god's grace it is god's grace that prepares me for his purposes what about his purposes that i might submit that i might do them and then and only then is there going to be a godly outcome to my situation to what i'm going through and all of this don't miss the foundational statement all of this was to bring the children of israel into god's will that they would possess the things that god had already given and here's the takeaway for us many people perhaps you that you are frustrated spiritually and and you think god god must not love me like he does other people god doesn't help me like he does other people i am frustrated spiritually because i don't see god's victory in my life in fact i i feel as though the enemy is having victory over me well that may be the case and the reason for it is that you don't realize that the grace of god prepares you for the purposes of god and it's only when we are committed to the purposes of god that we're going to find the the outcome the results that god wants to give us victory deliverance that we might take hold of the promises of god what god has said i want for you to have so many of you aren't experiencing what god wants you to have because you're not interested in the purposes of god you're not doing things as god has instructed you and people will look and say well why why for six days i mean couldn't god do this one day after one time of course he could he didn't though and the fact that he did it with the people going around the city 13 times in a period of seven days the fact that he did it this way shows us it teaches us it is a source of revelation so if you're not willing to accept god's instructions it may seem silly to you it may seem fruitless you may not see initially a change but you need to persevere you need to endure you need to accomplish everything everything that god has said and when you do that there is going to be in the future there is going to be a result a godly result as we're going to see next week when we focus in 
on that seventh day until then may god bless you shalom from israel well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org again to find out more about us please visit our website loveisrael.org there you will find articles and numerous other lectures by baruch these teachings are in video form you may download them or watch them in streaming video until next week may the lord bless you in our messiah yeshua that is jesus as you walk with him shalom from israel